Hey everybody, it's Will with ScheduleFly, and I'm very excited to have Gina Stefani on the phone today. Gina is in Chicago, and she's with Phil Stefani's Signature Restaurant. It's a family restaurant group. They've been around for several decades, and they've built a wonderful and very well-respected brand in Chicago and have quite a few restaurants, I think 17, but we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but Gina, thank you very much for taking the time to join today. Well, thanks for wanting to talk to me. You bet, you bet. So, am I right? Is it seventeen restaurants that you have now? Yeah, we well, we kind of go by liquor licenses. So I'd say, yeah, we have seventeen uh, liquor licenses, about eight full or nine full service restaurants, and then we have some seasonal uh, properties as well. Wow, um, that's an impressive, impressive group. So, and you just opened another one recently, right? Within the last yes. So yeah, in the last um I'd say in the last like six months we've opened two. Um I opened my first restaurant two years ago in the West Loop and then my brother just recently came into the company over the summer and he opened his first in November and I was helping out with that and now we just opened one in the suburbs uh two weeks ago. Two weeks today actually. You've been busy. Yes, it's been very busy. <laughs> Well, doubly thank you for taking the time. So, well, then, okay, I want to get into a couple of things, and particularly into uh, you opening your first. So, but let's go back, just um, kind of set the table a little bit with the history. This is your brother and you and your mother and father. Is that right? Yeah. So my dad started. Um, he opened his first restaurant in 1983, I believe it is. Uh, it was Stefani's on Fullerton in Lincoln Park, and. Um, he opened it so that his dad, who was uh, my grandpa, who was a baker, had something to retire to. So with that being said, he opened his restaurant, the first restaurant, and then kind of just kept opening them. And my mom always joked that she married a travel agent, not a restaurateur, and it wasn't until they got married that he was like, oh, I'm just going to open one restaurant, and then he just didn't stop. So um, over the course of, you know, I was born in 1984, um, so I was truly born into the restaurant business, you know, the peak of his first restaurant. Um, I grew up, like, just going to the restaurant. And then, you know, as we got older, I have a younger brother who's three years younger than me. It was always kind of like, you know, during school, we, you know, during school breaks, we'd work in the restaurants. And then, you know, going into high school, we worked at uh, Castaways at North Avenue Beach, which is like a seasonal kind of burger bar right on the beach. Um, so I started there at 15. My brother and I both started there going into high school where I worked on the ice cream side. And then, you know, when I turned 21, I moved upstairs and I was, you know, managing. Um, so our whole, all of our summers really through high school and college were at Castaways, you know, working long hours. Um, and then when we graduated, it was always kind of like, spoken that we would both um, kind of go into, go get our own, you know, go get a job somewhere else outside of the company, gain experience, and then eventually come back into the company. So when I graduated from DePaul in 2008, I uh, worked for a public affairs uh, firm where I was on the events team, which I loved. And so I did events for about five years. And then I would say like four years ago, I came into the company full-time, looking to uh, start really, yeah, my first place. 
which then brought to life uh, Mad Social in the West Loop. Man, that's awesome! What a what a what a great um, family story. That's got to be really special for y'all to all be able to have been a part of that for so long and do that together. And, and I tip my hat because thirty five years in the restaurant business in Chicago uh, with all the you know various yeah. fluctuations in the economy and everything else for so long is just a wonderful testament to um, uh, your business. And my guess is there are probably uh, may not have been early on, but I would guess that, that your father and your mother and your brother and you have, have really come to understand some important sort of foundational principles that you've been able to replicate. Would that be accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it is definitely, you know, I everything I do is basically by example of what my dad has shown and one thing that, you know, he really prides on or we pride ourselves on for our brand is just like customer service, which unfortunately these days too, which is the number of restaurants that continue to open, sometimes the service part of it kind of lacks and um, it's really important for us to, you know, meet our customers, show our appreciation, really, you know, try to get to know the regulars that we see weekly and give that extra, you know, service of really showing the customer that we appreciate them coming in and we don't take anything um, for granted. So that's definitely, you know, the kind of standard that I continue to try to execute in all of our restaurants as we can, you know, move forward with now, you know, these new restaurants opening. And um, But, I mean, the cool thing is my dad, um, the company itself, like, has grown, but his core group has been with him from, like, day one. So our CFO, his business partner, our director of operations, our corporate chef, has all have all really, like, started with him 30-something years ago. So we have that group, and now we have my brother and I kind of coming in and forming our group. So it's nice to, um, you know, turn to them for guidance, but also now have this platform to be able to kind of, you know, go into a different direction. Well, that's a, that's fantastic. I was going to ask you how um, how that's worked over so many years, but having that core group is is certainly clearly a key part of that. I mean, it, it's still. I have to dig a little bit more. I want to help me out because with that many restaurants, that's got to be hard to scale that up because the customer service and the presence of you all and the, the foundation or the, or the core team is, is um, I'm sure, been an important part of that. But as you continue to grow, how do you, how do you keep yeah, doing that? Yeah, it's actually it's, it's extremely difficult, and I'm finally now just kind of realizing it because I, you know, and I just actually had a conversation with my dad the other day. I was like, I feel like I'm stretched so thin and I want to be everywhere. How do you how do you, you know, kind of prioritize your time that you're not letting one restaurant kind of fall and be forgotten. But it's really all about putting the right people in place. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough that when I first opened uh, Mad Social two years ago, you know, that was my baby. That was my only place. I was there seven days a week. Like, I lived, I breathed it. And I really got to... It was such a great experience, and, you know, now I find that, like, so much of what I learned in those two years is what I'm now putting into place at these new restaurants. Yeah. But with that being said, it's really, yeah, just finding the right people 
to help you kind of execute and, you know, that you work well with. So my general manager um, at MedSocial, I started with him, you know, two years ago. He's really helped me build it to what it is today. And then, you know, we brought another manager in who really runs it day to day. And now I've moved my general manager over to my brother's restaurant, Bar Cargo, to kind of help there. So it's finding that core group of people that you can trust and, like, are an extension of you to then put in place to kind of help when you're not there, really. But it's it's challenging because I'm such a hands-on person, and yeah. I really, you know, I've built such a great relationship with so many of my customers at MAD, and in the back of my mind I'm like, feel terrible that I don't get to, you know, I used to see the same people every Friday night and now I'm not there and it's like, I don't want them to think I've forgotten about them, but, you know, they all know that right now, you know, opening new places, I got to put some more extra time into the new ones and then, you know, eventually I keep telling myself it'll all work its way out. Well, it's a tough uh, calculus, I think, the, the balance of that um, growth within, without losing the, the focus on what got you to a point where you could grow. It, it seems to be a challenge for a lot of the restaurant you know folks that I talk to as they've developed more locations. And but I, I mean, y'all clearly got a good formula for that. Now I imagine that you've got the um, you know the folks that are a part of the team that have been a part of the team. Um, not only see that in you and your brother and your mother and father leading by example, but that you probably um, spend a lot of energy developing true authentic relationships with them, which I, I mean, people value, you know, how much you, you're going to earn is one thing, but do you feel like you're, you know, cared for and um, absolutely. And like, I mean, that's, I mean genuinely us, matter. I, and I think that you all yeah. clearly have that, that focus. I can tell just from talking to you. Yeah. Well, and absolutely. I mean, just us being a true, family company I mean that's really what we you know that's what I'm looking for for like the team to move forward with you know my brother and I is that loyalty and you have to connect with that person and you know their strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa and it's really finding like the right people to complete your puzzle you know everybody has just even my brother and I like for example like we are so different and yet it works so well because he's able to pick up things that I necessarily are not so great at and vice versa. So, you know, I, I couldn't have, you know, wished for such a great, I mean, we've gotten closer since he came into the company and we're already just such a close family being Italian and everything like that. But, um, he really, it's been great having him, you know, by my side now. Well, um, do you – I mean, one thing I would think is that you – know, because there's so much – and I would imagine in Chicago there's got to be a ton of competition for, for good talent. Um, but I would think that you all have a unique – a fairly unique proposition, which is um, to be – you know, it's got two sides of, of benefits, one being that, hey, this is family-owned and operated and, and uh, has been for many years. So there's a lot of stability there which is important, I think, to people, I mean, you know, versus the, you know, the next big thing that might be a flash in the pan and might close in two years. But you've also got, um, you know, you're growing. Um, so to yeah. be a part of something, I would think that the the kind of people you probably want to hire 
um, because you want the longevity, are probably attracted to, um, you know, it's like the longer y'all are around and the more places you have, the more they look at that as an opportunity for, a, you know, a long career with a great business. But I would also then ask you, do you wind up finding people that are like your, the best people that you could possibly imagine that also have that um, entrepreneurial drive that wind up, you know, after some time and learning from you, move along to, to do their own thing? Yeah, I mean, and that's where, like, we are, we actually are struggling finding, you know, the right people. I just feel because our, you know, industry is just so large now and so saturated that people are, I mean, most people from what I have found are kind of just going with the best opportunity for them at the moment. So mm. instead of kind of, going into a job thinking longevity, it's more like I think in the moment of what's great. So when I sit down with people to, you know, bring them on, that's exactly how I pitch it. You know, you're going to start at this salary, but the beauty of it is you have such room to grow. I'm not saying that I'm hiring you and you're going to be at one location forever. You really, as a person, have the ability to form what you want. So, if your dream job is to, you know, become a director of operations or, you know, you want to get into market, like there's just such potential because we are, like I said, in the last just couple of years have grown so much and we need the help. We're really looking for people to kind of come in and have their path kind of formed by them. And I think actions speak louder than words. You can come in and ask for however yeah. much salary, but truly once you meet a person, get them in there that you really see what they're going to bring and if it's a good fit, unfortunately. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder the, um, I don't, you know, I think there's some generational issues um, that, you know, people may, it's a little bit more of a myopic perspective now, um, kind of, you know, not thinking long-term, which um, it's, a, it's unfortunate. I've got three kids, so I, I mean, I'm, I, acutely aware of, you know, trying to make sure that I, I yeah. teach them to, you know, think long-term and not just say, hey, look, this, this person's going to pay me the most now, um, yeah, but right. where are you going to be in five years, 10 years, 15, and what do you really want? Um, but do you see that more with sort of the millennial generation? Is it more, I mean, are they, are they more mobile and moving around more? And, and, um, and if so, then that presents, I would think, even more of a, of a challenge is when you're relying on customer service being such a key part of the formula. Absolutely, and that's been the biggest cha- like the biggest challenge. I mean, like I said, looking at my dad's company, there's you know I just went to our location Tuscany last night, and our servers have been there 20 plus years. You know, yeah. like our my um, support staff, uh, we have one guy who has been with the company since it started and he basically like runs Matt social as, you know, a buster. And it's just like the work ethic is just, and the loyalty is just so intense and so awesome. And now the struggle is, you know, and I'm not like, I'm, I mean, I'm 33. I wouldn't say I'm old, but the younger generation of like the 22 to 26, like even just finding servers and everything, they come in, they interview, and then, you know, they don't show up the next day and there's no call or anything like that. And it's just so different from, you know, just what I was 
taught just even on a professional level of communication and I, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, you do see kind of they have the ability to kind of just jump around and they don't need to want to stay in one place, I guess. So it's hard. And when you do find the right fit, though, like, I mean, I have at Mad too, I have probably half my team has been with me since day one, which is amazing, you know. The yeah. other half, they jump and everything. But if you have that core group, that you know you can rely on and that can you can call them when that server doesn't show up or that bartender doesn't show up, like that's what honestly like keeps us going and those people, you know, are the ones that are at the forefront and like an extension of me, which you have to have that or else, you know, you have people that are running your program that really don't care about it and it shows to the customer. No, the customer knows. Yeah, yeah, without question, they they pick up on Absolutely. that right away. Absolutely. Well, I mean, um, okay. the, I like you probably know too from like just sitting down at a restaurant. Like, you know, if the person really enjoys their job or if they're just trying to collect a paycheck and they don't care at all about what they're selling to you. No, a hundred percent. So I'm like a I'm like a dude who definitely is a regular at several places because I find when I find that. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm attracted to it and I appreciate it. I recognize it. I have an, an eye for it, and I really uh, become. Uh, I'm like Norm. <laughs> Remember Norm yeah. from Cheers? Yeah. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. There's a breakfast totally. place that I go to, um, you know, almost every day, and I. Yep. <laughs> I'm kind of like that, but you know, I just I value that so much, and I find, and I do. I mean, I, I think that it is so rare. It's it's actually mind-boggling to me that that it's so rare nowadays uh, that when you find it, you it, it is highly noted. I mean, not even just somebody like me who's really paying attention to it. I mean, I think that to almost anybody, you intuitively, um, you recognize it, and it's such a differentiator. Uh, and yeah. In a saturated world with a lot of competition, the customer service piece, and that's not just true in restaurants, it's true in so many industries, but certainly mm-hmm. in, in, a, in, a, in the hospitality industry, which is – revolves around that it's amazing how how rare you you find that now uh so i know it's a it's a big challenge for you yes well tell me about so let's talk about opening your first place um and and you know some of the emotions and thoughts that went into that i mean i know that was probably um uh exciting but also daunting and and uh you know putting your your stamp on uh on your first place and just i'm curious you know what was yeah. going your head as that you went through that process Absolutely. So, like I said, I did events for, like, the you know, the last five years. So, this was, you know, my first time actually opening a restaurant. So, the planning part of it was similar to an event in the sense, you know, you put your pieces in place and you build on your budget and everything like that. So, that was easy. But then I realized, like, whereas with an event, you know, I can plan a million-dollar event that day comes, and then, you know, the next day it's over and you go on to the next one. Well, with the restaurant, it doesn't, there's no ending. Keep building and building and building. So it was really, you know, we sat down. Um, it was really just myself, you know, my dad, um, you know, like I said, a few of, like, the people on the executive level that he's been with. And then I brought um, our current general manager, Steve Palacero, in. Um, so him and I were really the – two that were on site every day managing it but with Matt I wanted it's in the West Loop which 
don't know if you're familiar, but the West Loop just in the last five years has grown immensely. I mean, it's right by the United Center, but it's become such a food and drink-driven area. There's such great restaurants and bars and other stores, um, and just residential uh, has just evolved so much. So we were kind of one of the first restaurants that uh, opened on Madison Street. It was more like sports bars and stuff, so we were kind of a step up from that sports bar. And really I was looking for just a place that was comfortable and that was really going to become an extension of people's homes that I could see the same people weekly. And I really compared it to, you know, my dad's first restaurant, which was Stefani's, which was in a neighborhood. So it was exciting to me to be in a neighborhood and not so much like in a, uh, you know, busy, just kind of touristy area, but that I would hopefully see, you know, the residents of the neighborhood. And uh, with that being said, I wanted to, you know, make the menu appealing to kind of all cuisines. So we started with a uh, global infused menu in the sense that there was something for everyone. Our three staple dishes are uh, like a shredded Brussels sprouts dish, um, mac and cheese, and then our chicken and waffles, which, Mm. you know, chicken and waffles in the last few years too has just become so popular. But what that's our, our what ours is set apart by is um, it's a churro like Belgian waffle more or less with uh, chicken melonades on top, pork belly, and then we serve it with syrup and a homemade hot sauce. Um, yeah. so people just like love it. It's delicious. It's like dessert. Um, but then really like I we created a, just a fun cocktail menu. We have a great uh, wine list and then you know craft beers. So there's really something for everyone, and you, like I said, you see the same people kind of like the Friday night couple that comes in for happy hour, and then you see, you know, the gentleman that comes in twice a week and just sits at the bar and, you know, orders a burger and a beer, and so, and then we do a great brunch. Saturday and Sunday we do, I'm a big brunch person, so this brunch is my favorite. Um, Saturdays and Sundays, we do uh, bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys, and we just have, like, a great uh, food menu to complement that. So it's, it's, it's honestly has turned, which, like, looking back now, you know, I thought now that I've opened, you know, I've been part of two more openings, I look back and I'm just like, I thought that was, like, so hard and, like, everything, and it's just crazy to now look at it and see that it's just, like, a well-oiled machine and it runs day to day without me, but um, it's everything that, like, I really envisioned, truly. Man, that's awesome. That's really cool. And I know that that's got, I mean, it's good to see that you have set something up where you um, can be there as much as you want, and I'm sure you value being there, but but like you said, a well-oiled machine. It's it's hard, I think, to, um, when you pour the kind of passion and, love and energy into something that that you have, that your dad has, all of you have. Um, I think it must be challenging to learn to let go of some of that and trust uh-huh. others. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, we have five of us here at Schedule Fly. We've had five the whole time. I'm, like, terrified of hiring somebody from outside to ever yeah. come in and help because I feel like, but like you said, I feel sometimes I feel stretched, you know, like I'm doing so many things, but I just, 
trusting it's hard <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> but it's I also feel like this is a therapy session it's like you're reading <laughs> my mind <laughs> well i mean it's got to be but then I, I would imagine there's some you know it's got to be liberating to a degree when you realize that you can and even if somebody doesn't do it exactly yeah. they're doing it close enough that it, it does the job and does it you know yeah. not average but does it really well and because if you hold on tight and cling to something, you know, you don't, you can't, you, know, you yes. can't, you can't grow. Um, so, um, anyway. No, uh, I mean, I just, you just nailed it right there. I mean, for sure, you, you have to have the passion, and without the passion, it's, you don't have anything. But with the same, with that being said, too, the passion sometimes, like, can overwhelm you, and it's, you know, with now not, it's, it's one thing when I was on site at Mad Social every single day, all day, if I wanted to change, you know, a candle placement or something like that. Like, I had that flexibility, and now it's truly picking what is important that I need to, like, have my eyes on. Like, do I really care if that manager puts the candle on the other side? No. At the end of the day, what I need that manager to do is touch every table and everything. So you do kind of have to step back and prioritize what really matters and not so much like especially now with having three locations I can't really find that or I can't really care that much how every single little thing is set up you know Um, but yeah like I said I really I'm blessed that we're starting to really kind of like get though in the groove of it with the people that we have in place and I hope you know we continue to bring more on but even that, like you bring people on and then it's, it's that, you know, beginning stages of like you got to like coach them and work with them. And, you know, that's my biggest thing. I have to, I'm trying to find the time now, you know, especially with this new team that just uh, started at Stefani Prime. They're great. But I also need to give them the same attention and time to work with me that I did at MAD and, you know, that my brother's doing at Bar Cargo because it's extremely important. Well, for sure, for sure. Um, but, you know, I think that one of the things that, you know, one of the big motivators um, when you really look into the psychology of what motivates people, one of those things is autonomy. And my guess is that when you – it's almost like when you let go enough to trust somebody and even give them, you know, like if you don't come in and move the candle, it lets them know, it signals to them that they do have the autonomy to treat that place as if it's their own and make decisions without Gina coming in and changing this, that, yep. and the other, which immediately would say, okay, I don't really have autonomy here. She, at the end of the day, you know, she's going to do what she wants to do, and I'll just kind of, kind of, you know, follow behind. But, but giving them that autonomy, I, I would guess, uh, and, and, and going through the uncomfortable process of, of – um, of enabling that level of trust probably endears them to what you all are doing even more. And that's why you have, you know, a lot of this, you know, folks that you have a lot of longevity with, with employment, with, with key people. Out. Absolutely. Like I what say that in, figured out. Yep. I say that in every weekly meeting, I say like, especially, you know, with my team at Matt, I pride them. I continue to say like, you know, I appreciate everything that they have continued to hold it and have the doors open every day and, continuously we're getting you know the same positive reviews i said it's a reflection on them and they need to pat themselves on the back it's not me anymore that people are going there to see me like 
you guys are continuing to do the brand that I set up and I love it. Like it is such a wonderful thing. And I use those exact lines, like run it as if it's your own. I'd rather you make a decision on the spot and might not always be the right decision, but you're going to learn just as much as I've learned from decisions that I've made, you know, and I want them to grow just as much as I hope to continue to grow and, like, and that's where it just goes back to I really feel like it's a family, you know, it's a family and you want yeah. everybody in your family to succeed. They may not always be on the same path as you at that moment, but we're all in it right now together and let's do what we can to, you know, build each other up. And, um, yeah, but I, I mean, I just went to MAD the other day and I walked in there and I hadn't been there like in a week because I've just been up in the suburbs and it was just such a like – wonderful feeling and I really like just sat in the dining room and I felt like funny even doing it we weren't open yet and I just like looked around and just like crazy where I've how just how much I've grown in tears and how much even like my staff at MAD has grown and you know I recall sitting with you know that server for example like at the beginning and coaching them you got to do this you got to do this and now they're you know our head server so it's, it's awesome I love it and that's what makes that's what continues to push me to, you know, stay motivated and stay on track because it is hard. I mean, I'm running on, like, no sleep, um, no days off or anything. But when you see things kind of come to life and you see the customers enjoying it and you see your staff happy, it you know, it makes it all worth it. Fuel, for sure. Um, gosh, well, listen, I want to respect your time. Um, I, I could talk to you all day, but I really yeah. – I really, I know you're very busy, and I appreciate this a lot. I know anybody listening will really learn a ton. So I, thank you very, very much, and thank you for the business. And we're just very I proud of I have to, to say, I and, love Schedule Fly. It was my uh, general manager that brought it to Matt two years ago, and I will never not use it at a place that I open. Um, it is just such an amazing tool, and being able to just communicate with the staff, I think, is so important, especially now with you running in so many different directions it's the easiest way to just get any information out there and i love it so thank you uh, well I, that's real nice of you to say that. i really appreciate that we're very proud to serve y'all and we uh, we appreciate the business a ton and we just love serving places that we admire and respect uh very much and y'all certainly fall uh right into that category so uh this has been awesome i appreciate it i enjoyed thank talking you. to you and uh Anytime you ever need, have I sent you some hats by the way yet, Tina? I can't remember. Oh no. Okay, uh, I got to get your address offline. I'll shoot you a note. Okay. I'm gonna get your address. I want to send you some schedule five trucker hats to have the oh, pass awesome. around to some of folks. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thanks okay, so cool. much. I appreciate it, and um, yeah, I hope we talk again soon. We will. Thank you, Tina, very okay. much. Thanks. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.